Hello, my name is Kanal Patel. I'm with the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. I'm a uh, business economist. Appreciate you coming on today to talk a little bit about your recent report that the Dallas Federal Reserve put out specifically in the oil and gas sector. And just, uh, I guess, the, the, the outlook wasn't looking as, as good as I saw the word collapse was used as, as part of a summary. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what your report found for the oil and gas industry. Sure. So we, at the Dallas Fed, we run a quarterly energy survey. Uh, we survey roughly about 200 oil and gas firms um, in our region, which is Texas, parts of southern New Mexico, and near northern Louisiana. But it can apply to many of the other basins in the U.S. Um, you know, of that 200, 168 responded. And um, the main takeaways were that at a high level, uh, business activity, you can say, plummeted, deteriorated. Uh, in the second quarter relative to the first quarter. Um, you know, we, we have uh, an index called the Business Activity Index. It was the lowest level in the survey's four-year history. So that includes the first quarter of 2016. Um, many of other indexes showed that oil and, gas, oil and natural gas production declined, employment fell, outlooks worsened, and uncertainty remained elevated. I don't think that a lot of the... Uh, the direction wasn't a surprise for anyone in the industry. Um, it could be a potential surprise how negative some of the indexes were. But when you look at, um, let's say, like the Baker Hughes rig count, you know, it's down about by two-thirds this year so far. Um, there's a variety of other sources for frat crew accounts. They're down, let's say, 75%, 80% this year. Uh, it isn't too much of a surprise that... Uh, many of these indexes were um, were were pretty negative uh, for the second quarter. My initial thought was sticker shock, and what I mean by that is the the oil and gas industry. Sometimes you don't feel the impact right away; it takes a little bit. And was there anything? I know this was expected, but taking a look at some of the numbers, did anybody, I guess, have a little bit of a sticker shock? Because looking at the numbers. It does really kind of, it shocks you a little bit. You know what I mean? These are big numbers. I, I don't think, um, uh, so they are big numbers. And, and many of these indexes were the lowest since our survey began in the first quarter of 2016. I, I don't really know if it was much of a surprise that the indexes were so negative. Because as you know, you know there has been a, a cut in, in head count. There has been a decline in oil and natural gas production due to well shut-ins. Um, it's, it's hard to be optimistic uh, when prices, you know, in April went um, negative for, for a day, all the way down to negative $38 per barrel. I don't think a lot of these numbers were um, surprising, especially if you're in the industry. It, it has been a very challenging second quarter. And even with prices rising to $40 per barrel, um, our respondents believe that year-end prices, you know, the average response is $42. Now, you know, it is better than the, the single digit or the low double digits we saw in uh, April and May, but it's still lower than, you know, we ask a question, you know, what oil price do you need to profitably drill a new well? And the average on the survey is $49 per barrel. So, you know, 40 or 42 is, you know, you'd be drilling and completing at a loss. 
Uh, many of these firms, you ask the question, you know, what price do you need for your operating cash flow to cover CapEx? They said 50 to 54. This is in the fourth quarter of 2019 uh, for this year. So I don't think it's much of a surprise. Um, uh, I, I think that uh, there were some some indexes that weren't um, as negative as the first quarter. So uncertainty, uh, the index was negative, which means that among participants, they are being more, they, they feel more uncertain, but the index wasn't as negative. So that means that there are some respondents that are getting some of their answers, you know, answers to some of their questions. You know, like um, there was back in March when we ran the first quarter survey, there was the question of COVID-19. There was the potential for um, increased supply from OPEC. Uh, but since then, we've had uh, this OPEC agreement. We've had uh, prices rise to $40 per barrel. Some of the uncertainty has gone away, but there's still uncertainty lingering. And this is especially for the oil fill services side. They're the ones that have been impacted more than the EMP side, a little bit more. Um, they, they don't have the financial hedges. Um, they're having to grapple with the lower prices for their services. Um, and they're, they're, they're the industry, they're the part of the industry which is having to, um, so far they've, they've cut a little, they've cut more jobs than the EMP side. Two part question transition for you. Um, the sticker shock that I was looking at that kind of got me was 82% of the operators had uh, shut in or curtailed production. And when I saw that, I, I, I knew that, but just seeing that number, just like, whoa, that was, it just made it real because I guess so much of my interviews and so many people I talked to worked in the uh, service industry. And man, they seemed like they were getting hard, uh, hit pretty hard. So my question is, is that um, uh, did, did your survey cover like the service side of things? Do you know how that they responded, and um, yeah, I guess it's just more of the service side because I guess the eighty-two percent was more of a transition on the shut-in. Unless you had a comment on the shut-in side of things, because I guess they are related. Yeah, so definitely the shut-ins, as you know, the the expiration and production firms own the production, and then the services side does the drilling and completion. So, for you know, did your firm shut in or curtail any production in the second quarter? We only asked our expiration production firm companies because it's asking, it's a firm specific question. Um, and, and the keyword in that question is any, so they could have shut in 1%. They could have shut in a hundred percent. Um, in this case, you know, 82% of participants were saying that, yes, we did shut in some amount of production. Um, and I think within the industry, when you look through investor presentations, um, there are many firms that have said that they, they likely did curtail or shut in some amount of production in the second quarter. Um, I think this one gives you just a better barometer. Hey, it was actually 82%. Now, on, on the services side, the specific questions um, that I would find industry, I'd, I'd actually go to the index. I, I go to two questions. There's one question, um, and, and that question is, uh, when do you expect uh U.S. drilling and completion activity to return to pre-COVID-19 levels. Um, and 45% of respondents think Q4 2021 or before. Uh, an additional 36 believe it'll be 2022 or later. And then 16% uh, 
think that we'll never return back to those previous activity levels. And so that kind of gives an idea that it may take a good amount of time, let's say at least to 2022, when you may see activity levels return to the levels you saw in, in 2019. Um, again, it's 2022 or later, so it could take even longer than that. And then there's the remaining 16% that think that we may never return to the previous levels. The other key question, and these are part of our indexes, you know, a positive index suggests expansion, a negative index suggests contraction. We do ask uh, a question around uh, prices received for services for oilfield services firms. Zero uh, percent of respondents said that, you know, our prices increased in the second quarter relative to the first. Thirty-five percent reported no change and 65 percent reported a decrease. So 65 percent of firms are grappling with lower prices received for services. On top of that, we have an index for operating margins, and 73% said that they had a decrease in operating margins in the most recent quarter. Only 24% reported no change, and there was a there was 4% that reported an increase in operating margins. Um, it could have been a one or two firms that may have said that. Um, the main thing is that prices received for services are going down, and with that, operating margins are, are decreasing. Kamel Patel with us, the Dallas Federal Reserve, looking at the clock. Appreciate you. Uh, one last question, if you don't mind going into a little bit of overtime. It has to do with the uh, PPP, the Payroll Protection uh, Program. If that was uh, asked about in the in the survey and uh, if it had any kind of impact at all with what was, I guess, you guys were trying to achieve. It's a great question. So um, regarding government assistance programs, we did ask a question, did your firm apply to, and we listed a variety of government assistance programs, uh, 49% of firms in the survey applied to the SBA Paycheck Protection Program, 10% um, applied to the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and then there was a variety of other programs where 0 to 2% applied to those programs. 47% um, of firms, though, did not apply to any government assistance programs. Now, of the, of the firms that did apply, 89% were able to access some or all of the government assistance programs. Um, we did ask for commentary from executives. Uh, quite a, let's say a number highlighted that these government assistance programs allowed their firm to avoid layoffs. Um, but some of them... They, they had a challenge of accessing the programs because of the affiliation rules. Um, if the firm was uh, backed by private equity, um, they could not participate uh, in these programs due to affiliation rules. Um, but the key, I think the takeaway, though, is that it did help with avoiding layoff the industry.